Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's the 31st of January. Uh, five uh, possible shows this month. We didn't I think do we missed five, one. But we missed one. Well, we did the show, but we didn't do it together. We did the best of. We didn't yeah. miss, miss anything. So, uh, and even through my ailment, I was here. Yeah, yeah. You had the 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 COVID or whatever. Yep. Came up as yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, I'm hearing more and more people get. Are you hearing more people getting it? I couldn't go to a wedding because of it. And, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. And it turns out like 10 people got it at the wedding. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, maybe it's just a Florida thing. I don't hear too much of that going on around Oh, yeah. Here. We have all these people from everywhere coming here. It's like a giant funnel from the west, rest of the, the states down to Florida this time of year. Oh, yeah. It's a good time to go there. It's nice and warm. <laughs> it is. It is. We had a good Super Bowl weekend to set up at least for the Super Bowl this weekend. You watch the games, I'm sure. Sure. And I know you did because you had explained it to Adam Curry, who knows less than zero about any sports. It's very strange. I don't even understand. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't call myself like a. Five, five six, five, I'm dunking basketballs. Correct. Absolutely. But what's interesting is the games I thought were outstanding. And of course, that last play with the Kansas City game was. So heartbreaking, wasn't it? Seriously, I I was uh, all for that play. I, I always like to see a bonehead play and result in a victory for the other team. I mean, the only thing that could have happened if somehow the kicker, you know, hooked it or something, uh, and then pushed it back into overtime. But that poor guy looked like he was really broken up. I bet he was. Yeah, it's bad, bad move, bad move. Took him right into a field goal range. Oh, well. Well, I mean, you have to say that he lost the game for the entire team and the town of Cincinnati, and he knew it. Well, maybe even the state. Right? Yeah. So, oh, well. It's going to be a fun matchup, I think. Who you uh, who you think is going to be, who are you rooting for? No, I, I root for the team that wins. Oh, one of those guys. So you're always right. Yep, I'm <laughs> totally one of those guys. <laughs> I'm never unhappy. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's going to be fun. Eagles versus Kansas City. Was, I think I'm the 12th, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be great. We have a big week of earnings. The big boys are coming out this week. We have Amazon and Apple. I believe Apple and a few other big names uh, saw AMD Intel last week, which was a, just abominable, just horrible, just ugly numbers. Intel is like, th- their chart is is one of the most ugly charts. And you got to wonder, Intel was like the company, right? Wasn't Intel like, oh, it's Intel. And now it's like, ugh, it's Intel. Yeah, people feared Intel. You'd never buy a machine, a Windows-based machine without an Intel chip in it. You wouldn't want AMD in there. Remember those days? Yeah, they something happened. They dropped the ball. Yeah, they dropped the ball hard. So uh, they, they're coming down. Well, AMD you know, came you out. Know, they, why didn't they buy ARM? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? They were, you know, uh, in their in their moments of being a, the a-holes that they became with their, you know, uh, the way they treated people, other companies, I by people, not their employees, but by the people that try to do deals with them. Uh, they uh, brought this on themselves. Well, you gotta you gotta say it's bad management. It it, it has there's no way it's anything else when you look at what has happened with all the other companies like Nvidia. That not only not only did Nvidia do well, but they took market share um, horizontally from other players that they had no business taking market share from. Yeah, in, in a total, well, almost a totally Nvidia's different run genre. By a, a hot shot, a guy that's really sharp. I yeah. think if he left, he'd probably see the same thing. Well, uh, uh, AMD came out with earnings tonight, and uh, they they are also showing a significant decline. And we'll call it pers- the personal computing space, non-rack servers, non-cloud, non-maybe uh, autonomous things like that of that nature. In the in the personal computing services, retail based, like a fifty percent drawdown year over year. So everybody's got all the Wayfair furniture they need and all the computers they need right now. 
Yeah, you know, most people have at least a one mach- one machine that lasts longer than they used to uh, for a lot of various reasons. And they usually have a laptop that's in the kind of shape that you go for four or five, six years, maybe longer. I mean, it's like the turnover of the machines that nowadays is just not, and the machines are cheaper. And it's just uh, nuts. I think my it's Mac. Nothing like it was in the 80s, let me put it that way. My Mac, my 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 Apple laptop, I think is a good 10 years old and it's sharp as can be. Yeah. So. This isn't helping things. No, not at all. So, well, we're going to see also on Wednesday, uh, that's tomorrow at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to see the Fed rate decision where we have the potential for at least the betting, the odds are on a 0.25% or a quarter percent or 25 basis points, whatever you want to call it, uh, increase where uh, that is the predominant thinking right now. And then there's still a hint of maybe it's possible mm, they could go half a percent. But the problem with going half percent now is because all odds through the Fed Funds Futures Program shows a predominance of expectation being a, a high high level, like 75%, being uh, – 25 basis points, a 50 basis point move would be a surprise. You follow what I'm saying? And that Fed doesn't like to surprise the markets. Yeah. And at this point, it seems as though uh, the people, when they settle on a number, the Fed executes that number. They don't, they don't do surprises. Right. It's more of a, a, a wag the dog kind of thing. The market tells the Fed what to do, even though it's really the Fed. Yeah, I would, so now I, it does appear that 25 is going to be what it is. I would think that if they wanted to show that they're really serious, they would they would do another 50 basis points. They're not going to do that. No, I don't think so, but they, they would because all the numbers that we're seeing, the internal numbers inside of the PCE that we saw last week, inside of the uh, wage growth numbers that was some numbers came out today, inside the manufacturing numbers, and when you look inside of that, the cost of prices paid, all that's coming down. So they can, they can claim some degree of victory with regard to inflation. Still, there's a big concern that there still is not any movement in the jobs market. In fact, you may see a pretty good number next week. Or is it this Friday? Is it this Friday? Yeah, this is February this week. I guess this Friday is the jobs number. So we we were at 3.5% unemployment rate last month. Man, it feels like it was just yesterday that we came out with that number, doesn't it? And yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a little weird. And then uh, you have, uh, uh, you know, how many jobless claims. It, are we going to see actually move the opposite direction after all these numbers that have come off? Or are all these people on severance and not even putting in for claims? Are they not really jobless yet? Because they're on, you know, they get paid out over time. It's, it's, a, it's a funny market condition right now. So yeah, that's why I think you have to go to shadow stats to get something that's ah, borderline accurate. I'm glad you brought that up. I think you had him on your show. Yes, and I've gotten plenty of emails saying he's one of the most interesting fellows we've had on for a while. You've had him on before, I, I think. I have. He's an, you? Yeah, he's an old... Uh, he's a regular. Yeah, he's been on twice before, I think. But you're, I haven't had him on for a couple of years. He he. Uh, so, so he wanted to know the, the phone number information, so I sent him the Zoom link. And he's like, I don't see how I call you on this. I'm like, well, can't you do the Zoom? He says, I'm not sure. So I ended up calling him. And it was a kind of, to get the whole thing started was a kind of funny. How I, he's not, let's just say he's not a guy that you push a button and you say go. He had a little prompt. How old is he? He's, he's, he's up there. Yeah, he's in the 70s. Some right. people, but some 70 year olds are older. Than other seventy-year-olds, yes, yeah. Technology-wise, from a technology standpoint, for a technology-wise, some seventy-year-olds are younger than twenty-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I love when my kids are like, "Hey, Dad, do you know how to use this?" I'm like, "My generation invented all this stuff. Stop it! <laughs> Knock it off!" You know? Jeez, yeah, jeez, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Market updates. January ends on a good note. The Nasdaq was up about 10% for the month. Uh, best month, I think, since uh, 2001, which, of course, rings some bells. Dow Jones Industrial Average didn't do so well, up 2% for the month. The long bond was up 7%. Bitcoin up 39%. Going 
Gold up 5.6%. So one of the things that happened during this month was the continuation of uh, yields down, dollars down, exact opposite of what happened for, for the majority of 2022. So that's helping non-U.S. denominated currencies, which helps the emerging markets, which help foreign, some foreign bonds. It helps the multinationals. Yields down are really good. We got 3.5% on the 10-year from where it was 1% lower than it was uh, a couple months back. So all this is really going into it. Now, this is where, this is my point. You got much easier financial conditions. You have a Fed that was hell-bent on constraining financial conditions. Market said, screw you. We don't think you have the balls. And they opened up financial conditions by bringing down prices, by raising markets. I just think that the Fed good still has the opportunity to teach a good lesson to the markets that, you know what, they're in charge. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't be terribly surprised the Fed does something pretty strong tomorrow. Whether it's in the actual rate or in the... The follow-up 230, they call it the presser, the presser that they do at 230. So yeah, we'll see. Yep. We'll see. What do you think? You think the Fed has the balls or not? This, no. This, no. Not, not this guy. Not this guy. He is no Volker. No Paul Volker here. Um, car companies. The uh, EV race is, is heating up. Got uh, more entrance. You got people. Yeah, as as are the batteries. Oh, ho, ho, ho. yeah. You've seen a few little blow ups lately of uh, what, what what spontaneous combustion they called it. I guess. Yeah. Remember when that was a whole thing that you know people they said oh people are you could just you got to watch what you do because you could spontaneously combust. I haven't seen a lot that. of documentation that that was happening. It was, but why was that happening? Taking they were taking drinking. Uh, Mentos. Well, no and, one could ever figure it out because the guy was burnt to just ashes by the time anyone got to him. But meanwhile, so. we haven't seen any of that lately. It's like no, I guess not. It's like it's like the days of the burning bush are all over too. I used to see them back in the Bible days. It's something of the past, yeah. I guess. Eurozone surprised eco numbers. An interesting study on stock performance after earnings. Okay, so uh, earnings stats. This is pretty fascinating. So so far this earnings season, I, I heard somebody on. CNB today I was driving my car around and I heard this conversation and he was so wrong on his information because well, this came from CNBC. Nope. This is not from CNBC. This is from Goldman Sachs. CNB oh. a fellow was talking about, Hey, you know, earnings season better than feared companies that have been uh, beating earnings are doing a lot better. And you know, than the S and P and all this. All right, let me give you the real stats. So, so far this earnings season companies in the S and P 500 that miss earnings estimates are actually outperforming the S&P by 1.4% for the period. This, this earnings period. Earn, earnings. Uh, That's an interesting little yeah. tidbit. On the flip side, those companies that have beat expectations have slightly underperformed the S&P 500. Don't even ask me how that's exactly possible. So per Goldman, <laughs> stocks that have missed Q4 earnings estimates, those far outperformed the S&P by 140 basis points following the, uh, the following season, um, performing better than stocks, beating EPS. The first time this happened with data going back to 2006. That's far. It's just plain weird. I don't, I don't understand exactly what's going on. And one of the other problems is you can't really trust the stat that goes around right now. The stat that goes around is, okay, you know, 180 stocks have uh, reported from the S&P 500 and, 72%, I'm just giving these numbers, you know, this is just an example. 72% of the of the companies have beat earnings estimates. And uh, usually that's somewhere between 67 and 75% are usually, that's usually the number. But the problem with this earnings season, expectations were dropped down so significantly right ahead of earnings. I, I don't see how that's even a viable statistic to talk about. Huh. So you're going to start hearing about that because we're in the heart of earnings season right now. And that's when all the players with the stats start coming out and talking about all these different things and how, you know, this time is different. And, you know, we have, uh, even though earnings are down, we're I mean, we're going to see 7% drop in overall earnings over a year. And the markets are basically in the same place they were. And interest rates are higher. And we're going to enter into a recessionary period. Something stinks here on Wall Street. 
Yeah. Something stinks on Wall Street. I'm telling you. It's just not well, exactly right. How's it going to shake out is the bigger question. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the case. I mean, you could have a situation. Markets defy logic so many times, right? They make chumps out of the most of the people as often as they can. And what do they say that, uh, when they say that uh, markets can remain, what's the line? Uh, I don't know. Markets can remain unreasonable longer than you can sustain your wealth. You know, there's that phrase. Anyway. I don't know the phrase, but <sighs> sounds reasonable. Mm. Anyway, uh, more earnings information. This is right for you. This is coming up your alley right now. Strike down the zone. FBC Bank Corp came out with quarterly earnings of 27 cents per share, missing the Zach's consensus estimate of 48 cents a share. Uh-oh. Company of earnings uh, compares to earnings of 45 cents a share a year ago. These figures are adjusted for non-recurring items. Also, the quarterly report represents an earnings surprise of negative 43%. A quarter ago, expected this company would post earnings of 47 per share. When actually produced earnings of 48, giving, uh, giving a surprise. Stock, eh, not doing so well. It's, it's, all, it's off the list. Finally. Yeah, my stock got kicked. Fi this deserves a proper burial, by the way, because it was on there for ever. Almost three years. Yeah, let me see. Do you have the picture in front of you? Let's see if I have it. 7-8 of 2020. That that really is, that's something right there. Think about all the different things that have happened since then. That's yeah. that's some impressive stuff right there, John. Yeah, and it was a standard uh, uh, mark, standard game. It wasn't, we didn't stretch the percentages Correct. or anything. Which is even more crazy about that. So, yep, yeah, there you go. Congratulations. General oh, Motors. General ended up with, I guess, 70% or so. Everybody was calling the death of the car companies that General Motors and Ford and, you know, Tesla has them over the barrel and uh, Tesla reduces their, their, uh, the price tag and Ford and GM get smoked and, you know, Tesla's getting killed and that doesn't matter. It's going to be across the board and, you know, prices are coming down and there's no inventory, all this stuff, right? You've heard all this stuff. Well, General Motors came out with their earnings and trading about 8% higher today in, uh, in the regular hours, after the company reported Q4 results today, they reported a big upside for both EPS and revenue. Also guided uh, EPS or earnings per share to six to seven dollars, which is a pr that's a pretty wide range, but it's better than the last uh, estimate that was out there. And uh, they adjusted their uh, earnings before interest and taxes, what we call it EBIT, to uh, mm. ten to twelve billion. So they also announced they'll make an equity investment of up to $650 million in Lithium Americas. And this is a company that uh, developed, you know, for the the, um, they, the point that they need to, use, to to invest in this company. Is it a mining company? Yeah, mining for lithium for the batteries. Yeah, great. In Thacker Pass Mine in, in Nevada. Largest known source of lithium in the U.S. And the third largest in the world. I know it's that much. But I think the biggest is down in South America. Yeah, but that's pretty good. They need, they're need. they obviously worried about running out of batteries. Uh, battery. Uh, well, that sounds like going to get to peak lithium. Oh, nice. Huh? Peak lithium. That's to happen. It's a mineral. It's not like it's making itself. That's a good point. It's it's not, there's no more compression of remains making oil, right? Well, the oil thing is up for up for debate. That the, it, it's possible that oil is just manufactured by the high pressures that are normally there and it just keeps coming and we never run out, uh, which is what a lot of people think. And, and I'm in that camp. But the but but on the alternative, a mineral, a rock, is only so much potentially of. Yeah, it's inorganic. Inorganics are a problem. Huh. Got to come up with another solution. Another solution we need. Well, you know, there's a bunch of other battery technologies out there. There's the zinc air battery, which I always thought was a good idea. It's very good battery technology, and you generally you use it by swapping out the entire battery subsection of the car, drive into a gas station, pull out one chunk, put this thing in, you're good to go. We need, like, perpetual. We need, like, like the, uh, the train in... Uh uh, 
what is that perpetual train movie and show? Uh, or or the, the Earth freezes over. Oh yeah, Snowpiercer. Uh, Snowpiercer. Ice Pierce. Yeah, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah, we need that. That's what we need. We need a perpetual motion. Well, they've talked about you know nuclear powered cars. Yeah, they got the forever. Right. Little bitty nukes. They're very small. You power a car forever. I I have someone I know that works for a company that makes those little nuclear, uh, you know, a, a small mini yeah, nuclear plant. Small. Yeah. That basically, I don't know if he carried it on Dolly. It's not that small, but it's small. And that um, can basically power like a city or a town, town, I'll say, you know, an area. Yeah. So, but but I, as I've said a hundred times, I'll say it again, you just got to change the name to like new clear energy. Nuclear. 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 Yeah, nuclear energy. Just so people don't freak out about it. The lunatics that, well, that, that read something on Facebook. trained by the lousy education system to freak out. Yep. Now, cardboard is an issue. It's another thing that is made and that is, uh, you know, right now uh, used quite often, especially in things like deliveries to your house that you get every single day, right? So... The cardboard box demand has dropped to its lowest level since 2008. It's dropped? Yes, dropped. I say, I tell you, it's dropped. Huh. The The information came out from uh, studies and also from international paper today. Now, it's interesting because, you know, there's also paper and packaging and there's a few other companies that do this. But international paper, with the fact that cardboard box demand dropped to lowest levels in 2008, and I'm just thinking out loud here. The amount of paper we use is not the same amount of paper that we did use in the past. You know, you're not going through, first of all, a little pet peeve here. Have you bought paper recently, like, to have in your house for printing and things like that? Paper for the printer? Yeah, paper for the printer. Yeah. And how do you usually buy those? Like, in what quantity? Buy a ream. You buy a ream. You buy a ream. You buy a ream. And if you wanted to really, you know, back in the day, you needed paper. You'd buy how many reams would be in a box? In a box? Yeah. Standard. Forever. I don't uh, Well, there's a big giant box, which has, I think, eight, maybe. Ten. Ten was the old. Ten. Ten okay. was the old. You got 5,000 sheets. You always got 5,000 sheets. It was $35 for 5,000 sheets. You went to the Office Depot, the Office Max. You got it on Amazon. It was $35 for the basic white, you know, the whatever the 80 or 20 pound Five, uh, ten reams of paper. Now you can't get more than eight. Eight is the standard. And now it's like $45 for eight. Oh, a little shrink inflation uh, there. Very annoying. Very annoying. Oh. Now, meanwhile, uh, international paper was up 8% today. This is, again, the, 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 the twisted logic of what's going on right now. But, uh, and, and you know, when, when, Jim Cramer is all shot up that, yeah, look what's going on. This is the time. This is a new bull market, blah, 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 blah. When three weeks ago, by the way, the guy was like all just depressed. You know, don't buy any stocks, sell stocks. And now all of a sudden he's all, you know, jazzed up. You know, he comes from what we call the the church of what's happening now. What do you, what do you think triggered his being all jacked up? Because what he's seeing is companies like an international paper saying that there's a lowest demand since 2008 and their stock up 8%. He's seeing that companies like uh, Microsoft miss their earnings, have a terrible outlook, and the stock drops down 5%, ends the day in positive territory. So what he's seeing is all these turnarounds. I find that to be, I mean, he's a seasoned pro, I get it, but uh, I find that to be really short-sighted that it's all about maybe just buying the dip and getting money back to work in the initial part of the year. Problem is, fundamentals will take over eventually. So we got another stock that did the same thing again, up uh, 8%. And there's a lot of reasonable things that are happening that are surprising to the upside, like we saw in Europe. Europe uh, grew at a whopping, the Eurozone GDP that is, uh, 0.1% in the latest quarter. Yeah, whoa. Yeah. Stand back. So everybody's like, oh, so I I, I get a... You know, I get a lot of uh, notifications on my phone from all sorts of different economic updates and things. It was it was early this morning, and uh, it, it was like uh, 
surprise, uh, surprise GDP out of uh, Europe turns to growth. I'm thinking, wow, it's supposed to be a negative number. It's supposed to be 0.1 to the negative. I'm thinking, how good was it? It's 0.1 to the positive. And that, by the way, can easily be changed in the next revision. It's going to be three revisions. But now everybody's excited because they're not going to go into a recession. Like, does it matter if we call a recession because it was 0.1 followed by a negative 0.2 or something like that? So the region has been under significant pressure in the, in the wake, of course, as we know, of the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and the high food costs and the energy costs, all the things that happened. And all of a sudden, like I said, this is the best place to be. Germany was the worst in the group, down 0.2% in the fourth quarter. I'm still wondering how the hell it's possible that all that's going on there and all the people that were saving on energy, right, only turning their energy and, their, and, their, and, 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 and it was threats of turning off their natural gas and people will worry what are they going to do, how they somehow decided that it's a good time to spend money and go out and consume and, and, and somehow didn't go into a much tighter recession. It, it's, it's bizarre. I'm in agreement. It is bizarre. I mean, I had a teacher. Bye. I mean, I had a teacher in, I think it was sixth or seventh grade. I can't remember his name. He's, he always would tell me, he said, uh, figures don't lie, but liars always try to figure. Yeah. Yeah, you got that one. Right? So that's kind of where we are here. A lot of maybe political movement. And uh, when in my, talk, in my talk this week with John Williams, he explained to me the change in CPI, which moves from a look back in certain provisions from a two-year look back to compare what the inflation rate is to a one-year look back is going to once again drop inflation down. Because what? The so, so if you think about how this yeah, works. Yeah, no, I understand yeah. how that works, yes. but I didn't know this, this particular element changed. As of February. Oh, well, that's a scam. Yeah. That means that all these prices that have gone all jacked up and are still going up are going to be stuck there forever because yeah. there's going to be no inflation. There'll be no inflation. Everything's going to cost more, but there's no inflation. The uh, He explained to me back to the 80s what they did initially to bring inflation down. And, and, and that particular component of rental expense, which was a big part of the cost factors and increases of rental of housing – how they change the methodology instead of the actual to look at what people's expectations are of what they could rent their house for versus the actual rental price. And well, that's it, just idiotic. And there was several other, I think there was maybe two other majors, but a lot of little tweaks here and there along the way just to make things look better. Fact is that the, the inflation... Uh, is is obviously a lot higher utilizing old statistical, but but we're all sheep. We'll believe whatever it is to make us feel good. If everybody else believes it, we believe it. So isn't that just fact then? If if, if everybody in the room believes one thing and you're the only one that believes something else, you're wrong. Well, well that's pretty common. So that's what's going on. They figure, yeah, we could feel mo we could we could we could fool most of the people and let them just. We'll standardize this, and nobody will really uh, ever think anything uh, too 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 much. Just uh, just keep it on the you know the QT. Make it complicated enough in your in your words and your terminology so that most people look at it and like uh, uh so how uh, okay I can't figure this out. And then we saw more good news: the International Monetary Fund or the IMF. Uh, on Friday, on Monday, excuse me, on Monday this week, revised upward its global, just after they, they, they this is interesting because they just, I think within the last few weeks, they cut their global growth projections. Yeah. So now they just increased it slightly, warned that higher interest rates in Russia's invasion of Ukraine would likely still weigh on activity, but they went to a 2.9% global growth rate, so there's no global recession there, for the year of 2023, which is about a 2.2% increase. Now, it's down from 3.4% that they expected in the mid part of 2022. And I would think probably the reason why they're doing this, and I wouldn't have too much disagreement with them on this, is probably because of the reopening of China. Which, by the way, 
They're now cleared of all their COVID. There's no COVID there anymore. Good news. Well, that's all it took from the get-go. Yeah, it took it, it took a month. Wipe out, you know, 5% of the population. And, you know, the other 70% get sick for a couple of weeks, and then we're good to go. Seriously. So, problem is what happens next time. Next time we get some kind of really god-awful thing, and that we should be possibly, I'm just saying, theoretically, you know, there's an Ebola outbreak, which you need to kind of like, you know, maybe keep your distance. Everybody's like, ah, screw it, it's just the flu. Just saying. <laughs> I did listen, by the way, I was on a plane last couple of days. Uh, well, not all, the whole time, but I did listen to this weekend's No Agenda show, by the way, which you can hear Adam Curry and uh, John C. Dvorak on Thursdays and Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, and you can download it. Yep, I did download it for on the plane. Com. I did. I downloaded it, actually, so I listened to it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I got all the way through up to halfway through, or no, all the way through donations, and I a big donation by the guy doing the show Show number donation, that was something big. Um, and then, uh, but did hear the whole uh, beginning phase on, on all the COVID stuff, which was pretty fascinating uh, that you guys were, were talking about. Great, great show. It was a great show. Anyway, uh, a couple of follow-up points. Remember we talked about the robo-lawyer? Remember the guy that said, hey, we're going to have chat GPT or some of the AI yeah, go in the courtroom? Lawyer, lawyering. Yeah, you put, we're going to put, put it in your ear and you just, whatever it says, you say. Kind of like... Uh, who, what was that famous story, that love story where the guy is sitting outside the window, uh, the really ugly guy, uh, and, and he's being... Yeah. Uh, not Lancelot, not Romeo, not... Uh, <laughs> it's a French. He's French. It was yeah, French. Yeah, I know. I, I could just at the tip of my tongue. Somebody tell me where the guy is feeding him the lines for the beautiful woman in the window, and he's standing behind... Uh, anyway, I guess that's what it was all about. You know, the lawyer, the chat lawyer was uh, maybe typing things out or something, whatever it would be, and you'd feed the information and you would say it in court. And what happened was the company Do Not Pay, that's the name of the company, the CEO Joshua Browden, uh, Browder, announced that the company's AI chatbot would represent a defendant in U.S. court, making it the first use of artificial intelligence. By the way, remember I told you last week, I was a little late on this this week, but last week I told you new buzzword AI, remember I told you that? Yeah. And I said, stocks, watch for stocks with the AI. Remember I told you that? It's just same like the old days with uh, blockchain. Yeah, blockchain, all this. Well, guess what? I bought one of those for my clients. Up a little sweat. Uh, a, a, a company called C3AI. Bought it, right. uh, what if, I think, Friday. Had a nice day Friday. A little down yesterday and then up like 27% today. We'll take it. Well, I think you should put it on the game too. We'll take it. We could do that. Simple AI. Uh, I think we'll go back and forth. We'll have to do a little bit of a wide uh, number on it. But yeah, the, the, what you really want is the company that out of nowhere announces this, which we don't know who that is, right? But Well, yet. Yeah. So um, so the robo-lawyer. So the experiment has been canceled, saying he's received objections from multiple state bar associations. He said, in quotes, bad news. After receiving threats from state bar prosecutors, it seems that they will put me in jail for six months if I follow through with bringing a robot lawyer into a physical courtroom. Huh. I guess it's maybe practicing law without a license, maybe? Is that, I suppose? Let's, let's, let's get the AI to get a license. How about that? Then can, what happens? They can do that. We know that they passed a couple of business exams in the nursing, or the doctor, uh, doc, doctor uh, medical license something or other. Yeah. It's going to happen. It will happen. Can you imagine there just sitting there with like a couple of a couple of like uh, almost a uh, robotic like things sitting on a desk just arguing your case? Oh, <laughs> especially they're arguing with each other. Yeah. And they they don't do anything but they have a mouth that moves a little bit and a body that swivels a little bit. That's it. Yeah. The new blockchain is what we talked about. Oh, it's right here. The story's right here. BuzzFeed, I talked about that last week. Went from $1 to $325. Uh, AI was, we talked about this weekend on the TDI podcast, up 25%. Um, and then we have, of course, uh, if that's not good enough, you know, people making money, man, the damn windfall tax. Energy giant Chevron announced a $75 billion buyback program with a dividend hike on Wednesday which is like 20% of their market cap they're buying back. Exxon came out with huge numbers, and the government is pissed off. 
How dare they make money on the backs of the everyday American, taking their money when there's things like the Ukraine war that happens and, you know, these terrible situations they're taking advantage of. Bastards. But you never expect such a thing. No. no. Now, windfall taxes, of course, don't, uh, you know, we don't talk about windfall tax when it comes to things like, I don't know, like, hmm, let's think. Uh, pharmaceutical companies, as an example, that get unlimited government contracts due to horrendous and very unfortunate circumstances. Pfizer's numbers were something like, I don't know, what were they, 30-something billion dollars in excess profits last year from COVID? That's okay, though, because it's okay. And the list goes on with the potential for profitability on contracts. Let's not even talk about the absolute waste of, of, of hundreds of billions of dollars with the COVID PPP program and all the scoundrels that got away with money. That, that's a problem. But for some reason, we have to target the energy companies. Cyrano. C yes. Cyrano de Bergerac. Isn't that it? Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Uh, I feel so much better. I feel relieved. I feel like a sense of weight has been lifted. How about you? <laughs> yeah, it has. So, uh, and if you don't know what that is, people, that's the guy that was in the play that did the speaking to the woman in the window that had the big nose and he was ugly. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Windfall tax. We got that. On the other hand, uh, the opposite of a windfall tax, Southwest Airlines reported a $222 million loss for the first, fourth quarter. At the carrier's holiday meltdown drove up expenses that caused it millions in revenue during what was expected to be the busiest travel period since the pandemic began. What's the stock look like? Terrible. LUV, I believe, is a symbol. Let's see. LUV. Mm, time, to, time to jump in. Oh, yeah, right. Of course. That makes total sense to me, by the way. Go the opposite. What's happening? Okay, it's up a little bit today. Last six months, it's down 6% uh, over the last six months. Since January, in January, it was uh, $33, currently trade in beginning. Now it's at $35. Took a big drop from $40. Starting to roll over a little bit now again. But uh, you see, this is standard. These, these airlines. I put it there. on the game. LUV. Okay, let me put that over here. But while I have this here, LUV, LUV. All right. Uh, let's go over here. Mm -hmm. Japan. Japan Prime Minister. Fumo Kishada said that he would nominate a new Bank of Japan governor. This is actually an important issue. Uh, because over the last number of years, we had this guy, Kuroda. Kuroda was, he was a dove's dove. He was easy money. He was low yen. He was negative interest rates. And the guy... Is he the guy who was responsible for the yen being kind of against the dollar going way up? Yeah. Out of down. control? I mean, down. Dollar going up. I mean, that, well, yeah. that, our, yeah. our dollar went up. They went yep. down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's a guy that when you see the meme of a central banker uh, doing all sorts of funny things to move markets, his picture with a folded arms, the big wide ass grin laugh is the one that's always used. Corona huh. has been a crazy lunatic for keeping down rates in China in Japan, and for um, debasing the the yen and for owning huge amounts of assets, just outright buying, unapologetically buying assets. Stuff they shouldn't be buying, in yeah. The, in the real estate and things like that in the open markets. So his, his term's going to end. This important is his last term, the last term he just had, is going to end April 8th. And uh, there's an interesting question if somebody can step in, and, and maybe that's why the market is really tearing it apart right now. That's why they're really moving the, the bonds and the rates and, and the yen. Hmm. So something interesting on there. Uh, we said, you know, inflation is 41-year highs, and the, basically haven't moved. So he also, the prime minister, uh, Kashida, has pledged to take urgent steps to tackle the country's declining birth rate says it was uh, now or never for one of the world's Yeah, well, I society. think it's probably a good idea, but how you how, how does that actually work? I don't know. The average age is like 50 or whatever it is. I mean, who wants to be banging a 50 I mean, how do you get people to have more kids? I, well, I, 
I guess you have to make it more of a romantic place. Everybody stinks from raw fish there. That's the problem. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know. That's terrible. I don't know. I mean, it's it's they're encouraging people to have children, but you know the other problem is you know it's for for many many years it's been very cost prohibitive to live in Japan. You know, when you think about this, like, why am I going to bring kids into this? It's going to break me. Screw that. Well, yeah, especially like in Tokyo. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible place. So that, that China is also trying to do so. They actually, China did something recently, which is, I think it was yesterday, there was an announcement in the Szechuan province, which is known for its spicy food and Szechuan black peppercorns. The Szechuan pro province is allowing for unmarried people to have children. Which is unbelievable. Yeah, but what is that going to accomplish? I guess it's, I guess, probably bad things, welfare issues and all that. I don't know where that's like a good thing. I don't know, like, who's asking for that? Like, is there somebody asking for this? Is there like a, is there a, is there a lobby of unmarried people that want to have children? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, weird. Maybe, you know what this could be? This could be, if, if I know what goes on in China... And in, in certain Asian countries, there's probably a bunch of officials who got people pregnant. <laughs> Married officials that got people pregnant that are going to get themselves off the hook by this. Yeah, probably. Uh, and one more thing about in Japan, there's new um, vending machines. You know, in Japan, there's a lot of vending machines. So you oh, they of, have just, they vend everything. Yeah, there's a lot of vending going on there. Um, and, you know, you can go there and just, it's all lit up. You can get all sorts of, like, ice cold teas and waters and drinks and some foods and things like that. There was a place called the Automat when I was a kid in New York. I love going there with my dad. You know, the thing was yeah, I around. actually went to the, I went to the last Automat when it was still in business. You get, like, a tuna sandwich on a plate. Anything. They have, yeah. a, you know, cream pies and yeah. stuff like great that. Great stuff, right? You just put it in, turns around. I you thought it was it. a great yeah. kind of a place. Yeah. Uh, well, in, in, in. Japan, you can now get whale meat in vending machines. So the Kurija, no, no, the Kujura. You're trying to mess up Kujura. the vending machine when it ploops down to the bottom? I got it. It plops. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sound does that make, right? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, whale store, which opened on Tuesday in a port near, in a port near Tokyo, <laughs> known as Yokohama, has three machines for whale sashimi, whale bacon, and whale skin and whale steak. And, and the machine, if, if you don't want to buy, like, I guess these, good point, these pieces of meat that flopped, I don't know, maybe they sold in the package, obviously. They could also sell canned whale meat ranging from $7.70 to $23, depending on the quality and the size. Canned whale meat. I've eaten whale, actually. Well, I would try it for sure. I've eaten pinky whale. I think it was called pinky whale, and I believe it was in Bergen, Norway. They named the whale pinky? I don't think it was the actual particular pet name of that particular whale. I think it was a pinky whale. It's a type of whale. That's all that comes to me. I also had moosehead soup in Norway. Yeah. What? Moosehead. Moosehead soup. Moosehead soup? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Where'd like, you that have guy. that. And also in Norway? I think it was also in Norway, yeah. Huh. Yep. Fun stuff. Not the kind of things that you're like, oh, God, I can't wait to go back and have some more moose heads. Some more, have yeah. more moose heads. Yeah. Soup. Boy, I got to find the recipe for that thing, man. You know, that's not how it works, you know? Oh, executive pay. What the size of a moose head is? Can you imagine the size pot you need? Uh, they, they probably cut it up. They have to saw it up. Yeah. I don't, know if they use the, head. yeah. I don't know if they use the moose head antlers either. Moose head soup. Um, with all the firings and layoffs, we're finally starting to see there's a little bit of a get back at the boss deal going on here. Um, and you know what? There was something on the No Agenda show that really stuck out to me. There was a whole, mm, there was a, a whole diatribe, a whole commercial or something. It's very long of all these people. Do you remember this? Last uh, Sunday, all these people with all these comments about like, oh, the workers should rule the workplace, not the boss. Yeah. Yeah, we, we that's what a theme of the show. I didn't find, get that. They're called noodle boys. Yeah, I didn't get that. That one thing, I just, I'm like, I don't even understand the how- Noodle somebody, boy? No, 
No. I didn't stand on somebody says the workers should be in charge of the business, not the boss. I don't get it either. I don't it doesn't make sense it. to me. It's it stupid. It's the naive socialist kids. Crazy. They're taught this in school. The, the, the employee should run the place. It just makes, it just for so many different reasons, it makes no sense. Oh, it's an infinite number of reasons. Because what happens is that means they're running it, therefore they shouldn't be running because they're not the workers, they're the boss. It's this whole thing that just wraps around and just never can kind of, never be realized. Crazy. Um, Goldman Sachs is trying to send a, a message by slashing bosses. David Solomon's pay by a third for 2022 to 25 million. So it uh, still remained uh, higher than it was in 19. Tim Cook is also getting a cut from 99 million in 2022 to 49 million. Oh, damn it. Poor baby. Yeah, damn it. I don't know how he's going to get by. He's going to have to quit. Sheesh. Hacking the hackers. The FBI hacked a prolific ransomware gang called Hive to disrupt its operations and rescue its victims. Uh, news of the takedown first leaked on Thursday morning when Hive's website was replaced with a flashing message that said, the FBI has seized this site as part of a coordinated law enforcement action. Yeah, I haven't seen that for a while. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of cool. Amazon, earnings coming out this week. Axing the free grocery delivery for Prime members on orders less than, get this, 150 bucks. You got to order $150 worth of food to get free delivery on your Prime membership through the Amazon Fresh component of Amazon. It used to be a lot less. It was like... This doesn't surprise me. Yeah. If you now, well, you can still pay for it. No, it's not that bad. I mean, you know, for three ninety five or five ninety five to have a whole order delivered to you that's maybe one hundred and twenty dollars instead of going to the store. And if and if this is a big if, it's the biggest if ever. It's picked right. You know, they get the right stuff for you. That's not the worst thing to pay a couple of bucks for that. Who cares? And then you got to tip them. All right, the tipping. Tipping's out of control. There's a, there's a new undercurrent about tipping, by the way. People are fed up with the tipping. Not the people receiving the tips. No, definitely not. But there's a lot of people, the expectation of, of, of you know, high tips. You know, when you go to a restaurant, and they're like 20%. And like, you know, first of all, it's 20%. Then you're also charging me the 20% on the tax. Do you guys have your shit together or what? How, what is that? It's the stupidest thing ever. Oh, in San Francisco, there's an additional ding for some health department certificate or something. They got the crazy stuff on the bill. But do they charge you the tip on that too? Sometimes. Ah, uh, that's just not right. And the new thing I'm starting to notice. You're not supposed to charge tips on 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 the wine. Right, but they do that. Well, they you buy could, a five hundred dollar bottle yeah. of wine. You just did them a great favor. Now you're going to pay a tip. Another twenty percent on the five hundred dollars. No, forget it. I get a bottle of Beaujolais. I was I was out with some people. We bought some very expensive wine. Uh, wine. Look it up one day. It's Abacus Cabernet Sauvignon, and uh, it retail. It's just a lot of. It's a lot of money. It's stupid money. It's delicious, by the way. It's fantastic. It's, it's really something. 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 Abacus. It's ridiculous. I have some in the cellar. What? What? What year? I don't know what it is. Those but are it like a thousand dollars a bottle. Just- yeah, it was discounted. It was some. It was some closeout or clearance. I wouldn't buy it at that price. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a delicious one. It's a, it's a. It's it's it, just for anybody that wants to know. It's a mashup of multiple years of the Abacus uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. They they mix it throughout the like three or four years into one bottle. But oh, it's that's delicious. convenient to yeah. make a cheap wine. It's delicious. It's delicious. Anyway, uh, what was the point? Point was. Oh yeah, that they're getting the, the you tip bought on an expensive it. wine. They oh, wanted they wanted the tip. They wanted they wanted tip, tilt on tip on it. Yeah, we had the, they, somebody bought two bottles, and I'm like, and and so was that fifteen hundred dollars with the wine, which is ridiculous, by the way. But it was fifteen hundred dollars, yeah. and they wanted twenty percent. We're like, no, it's not. We poured it out ourselves. <laughs> You're not getting that three hundred extra dollars in happening. tips, right? <laughs> you know that, and now now that's coming for people that are now to spend fifteen hundred dollars in two bottles, and you're like, what's wrong with these people, right, bastards? Uh, what else we got? Hollywood. Uh, that's boring. You know, Paramount's going to be working with Showtime. They're going to come up with a new name from now, Paramount Plus. It's probably going to be Parashow Plus or some crap. Well, they can't get anybody to go for these things. So Peacock and Paramount Plus are, are Paramount Plus 
Well, they got to come with a new model. The one they're, one they're, free. They're dogs. Nobody has yeah. subscribed. You can't keep subscribing to all these different things. Well, I get Paramount Plus all the movies on my regular cable that I can record. If I'm smart yeah, so enough. Then what do you need? But if I'm smart enough, I'll record them so I don't have to then push the button and pay for Paramount Plus. Right. You know, when, they, when they're off the, the new list. But the thing is, they're going to bundle this. There's already a bundle with Showtime and Paramount Plus for like $11.99. They're probably going to just change the name and charge a $12.99 for it. Mm. This whole idea of the OTT and no cable and all that, you know, it's more expensive now to have the OTT with package with all your different preferred streaming things than it is just to have cable. I mean, this is this is what out of control. It's more than out of control. It's really, it, 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 yeah. The, the 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 people that have done this and that were all shot up. When it, all they're always shot up about all this stuff. It's the same thing with cryptocurrencies and all the you know. Uh, how about the commercial on, on the radio? You know, uh, we're selling blinds. Much different than any model that anybody has ever sold blinds before because getting blinds is very difficult. You know, you have to come to the house and you have to measure, then it doesn't work. And then the, we are just going to do measurements for you with an app. And then we're going to send you the blinds that are easily installable. I'm thinking, wait, now you want me to install the blind? <laughs> this is the new model, having me install the blind? Do it yourself. <laughs> Instead of the professional coming out, I don't think so. Stupid, but and they, but they're all sucking it up and buying it because. But you and I, when we were kids, and we walked past the sign that said "World's Greatest Hamburger," we're like bullshit, right? <laughs> right? Everybody can yeah. put up. Now they have the world's greatest hamburger. Oh man! Like I read ten best hamburgers in the United States. I'm looking. How how is that? How are these places the best? How do you know what? You would have to go to thousands upon thousands of restaurants to discover who would be the best burger. They didn't yeah. do that. They didn't do that research. No, of course they didn't do it. And by the way, it would vary anyway. Yeah. Especially at a restaurant. Sure. Uh, life support. Bed Bath Beyond in the regulatory filing last week, it said that it had defaulted on certain debt payments. Bankruptcy court yeah, you know filing. What? You know, I, here's a good one for you. Yeah, we're going to put so that. So that we had a Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. Uh, over in El Cerrito, and uh, ever they called shuttered, mm. took everything out, and and they've left the lights on for months on end. Why? I, I you to ask oh, me. I think well, it's, it's probably because it's probably just a wide open store. Can't flip a switch. Nah, it's probably because it's a wide open store. They don't want the homeless people living there and things and making a giant crack house. Well, I think if I was homeless, I'd want to live in it some with some lighting. Oh. Well, that's a good point. And I could also steal some power, use it to power my uh, griddle. Ah, good point. Good point. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, they could have done a lot of things, but they know they left the lights on. They've been on there. I can go there now. The lights are on there 24 7. That hmm. can't be cheap. No, no. Hmm. Betting on sports. Check this out. A new way to bet, because that's what we need. We need a new way to bet on things, don't we? Oh, yeah, we because there's not enough not ways enough. to bet. Not enough. We can't, you know, we're going to bet on the how long the Star-Spangled Banner is going to be at the Super Bowl. That's a bet. Like, really? So, Molson Coors is teaming up with the online sports betting company DraftKings in a marketing campaign that allows viewers to place wagers on the beer company's upcoming Super Bowl commercial. Say they're offering viewers a piece of a $500,000 prize pool for correctly predicting the context of the Brewers commercial dubbed the High Stakes Beer Ad. Now, this is so dumb. It's to me like, which beer is mentioned first during the Super Bowl ad? Uh, and this, in my opinion, is beyond a sporting issue. It's This could be easily rigged. Oh, totally. Are you kidding? And they, they, in fact, a lot of these things can be easily rigged. I think a lot of these crazy side bets could be easily rigged. Yep. It's terrible. Uh, finally, a growing number of Americans are falling behind on their car payments, which is an ominous sign of the U.S. economy as high car prices and persistent inflation strained household budgets. We talked about this several years ago, the idea that we went from a three- or a four-year, I was in a car deal. I just bought my car. I bought it out from, from a lease. My, my, my car came up on, on the three years. I had very low oh, mileage. The, the BMW, yeah, the BMW, I think is what yeah, it is. Yep, yeah, BMW. Yeah. Um, it was a great deal. I had a very, very low mileage, and the car was in great shape. And trying to buy this car new right now is absurd. So I got a great deal. There was no extra cost to the deal. There was nothing special. Nothing. It was done. Done deal. 
So I was there, and as I was there, I'm listening, and I hear the guy say, well, do you want to do it on the uh, 60 or the 72 month? I'm thinking, don't do it. Don't do it, you know? Five years or six-year payout on a car. It's insane. It's nuts. We went from three to four years in the, in the back. Now, this is why some of these people are defaulting on some of this, right? They're always underwater because what they do, they don't last five or six years with a car. They last three years. Then they roll the excess and the overage and, the, and where you're underwater back into the next car payment. That's another five or six years. And then they're even more underwater. And what's happened is that now the percentage of subprime auto buyer, borrowers who are at least 60 days late on their bills climbed to 5.6%, which is a major increase from a seven-year low of 2.5%, which was April 2021. Mm. It actually marks the steepest rate of Americans struggling to make their car payments since the 2008 financial crisis. Wow. Not good to hear some of that stuff. Well, that's good to hear if you're going to buy a used car from one of these guys who yep. can't pay for it and they repossess it. That's correct. Yep, that's right. Somebody's got to win when somebody loses, right? I think there were a lot of good deals during that era, too. I'm waiting for the boats to come up. The boats. Uh, everybody everybody bought a boat during COVID. A subprime boat buyer. It's got to be. People just bought boats. They bought boats. Well, it's different. The difference is people bought boats. They thought they'd use it. Now they're back to regular life. They don't use their boat. And now it's just sitting in their backyard, and it's like sucking the wind out of them because insurance costs are high, gas oh, prices yeah. are high, dockage yes. is high cost of the boat is high and every time you use it something breaks and you know what yeah. you know you know what boat stands for right b-o-a-t uh, i used to break out another thousand <laughs> you go to the That's guy you're like point. hey what's going on he says you know what you got a little part that needs to be fixed it's about be about a thousand and then you got to get this 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 paint done over here it's be about a thousand everything's a thousand everything's a thousand seriously it's ridiculous good business it is this is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Uh, AI, uh, what are we calling AI, AI, AI? So I put AI on there. Oh no, let's see. I put that love. What, I put AI on here. I put love on there. Uh, and I put it. Okay. So what got thrown off? FC, FVC Bancorp got thrown off. Everything else looks good. No, oh, my Tesla short. Oh yeah. Cra okay. Crapped out. That's always a bad bet. Just to, but, but my Netflix short hung in there. Well, that was mine, but yes. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was mine. Sorry. Well, uh, it did, it's only not up that much, 1.93, so it's probably not going to, who knows. But everything else seems to be pretty normal. Uh, so I'm adding, I'm adding Ford because... Uh, adding Ford, I see that. That's probably not a bad idea. And then you're adding Love. What's the thesis? Yeah. Uh, bottom feeding. Bottom feeding. And then we're adding AI, which is the artificial intelligence hoo-ha. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you have any others? No, not really. Well, then we're going to end just on time. Good. All right. There we go. Uh, so I will Tuesday. see you again next week. Yep, Tuesday. All Bye. right. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stare. Because I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs> Company Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business 
in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.